Hey there, folks. Rob Hessler here with another episode of Art on the Air, my weekly Savannah morning news special. Thanks, as always, for tuning in. I have a very special episode this week. It is the return of my Art on the Air co-creator, David Laughlin. And it's one of these things that's sort of interesting. David Laughlin and I did the radio show together for about a year and a half, the first year and a half of Art on the Air. The show's been going on for a little over three years now. And one of the things that's kind of funny is that he and I are both artists, and that's how we got involved in doing this show. But we never really talk about ourselves in the show. This is much more about the artists, of course, that we have on the radio. So it was fun to go back and talk to David about his most recent endeavor. And I've had him on the show before, but this was a really in-depth discussion of his new Spirit Animals paintings, which are just beautiful. He's really hit on something with these, and I think you're going to really enjoy hearing him talk about it. In fact, during the time of our interview, he had completed a total of 18. That was just a couple of days ago. He's already finished a 19th piece, and he has no sign of stopping soon. He has been really cranking these out, and people are loving them, myself included. And I think you're going to love to hear him talk about it. You can catch other past episodes of Art on the Air and my corresponding Art Off the Air column, as well as all of the writing that I do for the Savannah Morning News and do Savannah at savannahnow.com. Lots of great stuff in recent weeks, including last week's interview with Britton Dockery. The week before I spoke with Shelly Smith, and you can go back another week there and hear my interview with Calvin Woodham and read the corresponding article. Plus, I've been writing some stuff about the local fence art project, and there's tons of tons of tons of articles about that. In fact, this week, my newest one about Xavier Hutchins just went up, which is the ninth in the series. And I'll be finishing up that series of articles next week with Clinton Edminster, the organizer behind the entire project. Again, savannahnow.com in the entertainment section. You can catch everything there, including by other writers who are writing about arts and culture here in Savannah. It is the best place to get all of your arts and culture information. But let's get into this week's interview for Art on the Air. Again, David Laughlin talking about his background and especially talking about his new spirit animals pieces. Enjoy. Rob Hester and Gretchen Hilmers here with Art on the Air Field Notes. We are speaking this very special guest, the one and only, the co-founder of Art on the Air, David Laughlin. David, what's up, man? How's it, how's it going? Hey, How you doing over there? You pronounced my name right. That's really good. <laughs> three years in and like a, a 300 plus artists and I finally figured out how to pronounce your name. David, David <laughs> La- Laughlin? Laughlin? <laughs> yeah, I guess, yeah, I had that growing up, basically. Uh, man, hey, look, it's really great to talk to you. You know, the thing is, is of course, yes. with the radio show and all the years and the years, year and a half that you and I were doing that is that, you know, we don't really talk about ourselves very much, so... Had you on the show no, last... No, that was part of the deal. Yeah, we weren't... Dave su- Lake was such a tyrant about not letting us <sighs> talk about ourselves. That guy, he's still so, he's still uh, laying a heavy hand upon us radio show hosts here at the... <laughs> <laughs> well, look, but what, what I wanted to bring you on, I mean, actually, I've been wanting to do a, a more 
when we you came on last year to do an April Fool's joke thing with me, which was a lot of fun. And at that time, it was like, okay, well, we're going to have you back on to do something more serious, talk about your work when the pandemic is over. But since that's never going to end, we felt like <laughs> we we thought maybe it would be a good time to finally reach back out to you because you've been doing this new series of works that we, both Gretchen and I, just absolutely love. So without further ado, what are you working on right now? Let's tell the people what you're up to. Yes, I'm. About two months ago, really, I think, uh, I started doing spirit animals, and what I call them, and uh, the first one was one of those images that came to me that I had to do, whether I liked it or not, and it bugged me for a while, I was like, okay, I will teach you, shut up, and <laughs> I did. And it was looking, it was a duck, looking down as it flew over some land, and, uh, but the brightly, but the way it was done, it was these bright colors that I, I, I usually get so precise with the with the natural pictures I do, and all even the surreal ones, and you get a lot of detail and all, and have to mix the colors to be precise for me anyway. Then I just started doing these, and it was a lot looser, and it was a lot more fun, and to me, that looked like a native So do you feel like you're reconnecting to something, you know, deep within you, something that's like a part yeah. of your heritage? Absolutely. Um, it's from, and I won't go into a lot of it, but it's the culmination of a lot of things. Uh, just the art I've been doing all my life, and that involved the commercial work. Because, you know, I can see a lot of what I've done, the different influences going into these. And it's, it's sort of everything comes together. And so I've done about 18 of these in the last two months, which is amazing. I yeah. mean, they just whip out. 
Yeah, there's a lot of them, um, and I'll mention this. It, you know, if people want to see this work, if you go on Instagram, the ID of Dav. So it's like T H E I D O F D A V is your Instagram, and you post yeah, it up why a lot. <laughs> yeah, well, I mean, it's. I, I think also if you search David Laughlin, you'll find you'll find you on yeah. Instagram as well. But there's a lot of these, and they're amazing. I mean, this. Well, I guess the Low Country Spirit of the Raccoon, which is like a starry I've got space. The bear. Yeah, the bear. I mean, there's a lot of these. So when you're working, possums, raccoons, frogs, the frogs turn out. Every one of them turn. Each one turns out. Like I'm really excited to see how each one turns out because I'm really feel like I'm not. You know, I'm I'm sort of here, but they're. I'm telling you, they're guiding themselves. That's amazing. Look, I want to take a step back, actually, to your background because, you know, some people know this, people who know you, people maybe who are really diligent listeners of the radio show, which I know is like, you know, tens of thousands of people who listen <laughs> listen every week and who, have, who know all, <laughs> who know know all about you. Um, of course, our numbers plunged after you left the show, but, you know, I've been holding it up yeah, the best sure. that I can. Um, but, the uh, you know, you started off, you know, you're, you're, you were very much you know, kind of at one with the land growing up. I mean, you started off, you came from a... Well, from I was a, on a farm. Yeah, you Actually, were on a farm. Before that, before that, I was, my dad was a game warden. He was a district manager. And we had to travel to different places. And he was big into conservation in the early 60s before it was really popular. And he was, when he became district manager, he made all the guys take up, stop wearing their guns. He's like, we're in this business to conserve wildlife and, and nature and we're not in here to police. We're not Barney Fights. And which was, you know, Dad was uh, unique in his own way. So, and then he left. <laughs> he went <laughs> down to Florida. And then we, uh, Mom remarried. We got a barn. But when I was a kid, yeah. Well, if you really want to know, I'll, uh, I started out with two acres, two pigs, and one cow when I was a kid. So we got up to 2,000 acres. Oh, wow. So, yeah, we, uh, we we learned a lot about the land. But <laughs> I learned a lot about digging and, and fence rows and, and plowing and everything. Yeah. <laughs> and raising pigs. Wow, that's so crazy. That's what we did. Yeah, people who follow your work would maybe not kind of connect you and farming. I mean, it's like, and, and even, I mean, you, you do a lot of work with nature, but also there's a certain, I don't know, almost, I mean, you mentioned, you know, in the 60s and 70s and stuff like that. Like, I mean, I've seen your comics, which kind of remind me of like R. Crumb and, and you know. Oh, sort yeah, of, the comics. Yeah, and all that kind of stuff. So, and I think people kind of know your work in that regard. And, and you know, I think it's kind of harder to see the roots of like a farmer, a person that comes from nature in some of that work. But I think this recent work is very, like, it's very natural. I mean, it it's feels, coming back. Yeah. yeah, 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 exactly. It feels like you're kind of connecting back to something which is more, I don't know, more primal in you in a way. Well, it's more, well, for for one thing, like I said, I did a lot of commercial work most of my life. And uh, working for a lot of good companies, including Historic Tours of America. And they would ask me to do all types of things. So I use my talent to make, you know, items for the gift shops. I do murals. I do signs. We make statues. All types of things. And 
You know, that idea of sort of following your own path and, and doing what you want to do, because I think this is really important. I know you're very good friends with the gala artist Sabri. You were on the show when we talked with Sabri, and she often talks about following her ancestors. You've been sort of talking about that with this work and such. And Honestly, she's helped me with that, yeah. Yeah, and I think what's really interesting about that, though, is that this has been really successful for you. I mean, it's not only just that you're you're making these pieces and they look nice, and you know, I love to look at them, and the, and I think people would agree with that. But it's actually been very commercially viable for you as well, oh, and you're and you're just following even, your passion. Yeah, even the even the the originals that while I'm two have sold before I finish painting them. Wait till I finish, <laughs> you know, please. Um, but uh, they seem to connect with a lot of people, whether they understand the Low Country area or not. And it's a, I think after the pandemic, or let's say during, that people are getting more into, a lot more people are getting more into their spiritual side than they thought they were previously. And even the ones who weren't into their spiritual side are opening up a little bit. And because, you know, all our uh, foundations have been questioned now this last year. Even the people we love have been questioned. Some of the guys up in Ohio I've decided not to talk to until after the political season was over. (laughs) Uh, You know, but but it's more of an opening up. How do I say it? Internal? Yeah. To be, uh, so it's more receptive. Hmm, that's interesting. I think it just comes at the right time for everybody, for me to do them and for people to like them. Well, I think it's interesting, too, because, you know, we have a lot more time with ourselves. You know what I mean? So, like, we're not, there's a lot of more, a lot more time for reflection and, and like you said. Yeah, I think that's helped develop that. Yeah, I think that's why it's sort of like made them, hopefully some of some people just turn the TV off for a while and decided to do a little reflection here. Maybe we're, you know, we could do a better path for hmm. themselves and everybody else. You know, it's interesting that you say that because actually Gretchen and I have watched, been watching a lot less television. You would think that when you're stuck at home and you can't really do anything that you would watch more, but we've actually taken up a lot more projects and sort of doing personal things and stuff like that. So that's really interesting. But, you know, I want to just kind of delve into one thing. and I think it would be remiss of me not to say that I did commission you to do one of these pieces. And (laughs) and I and I think that I should, you know, let the audience know because I have a vested interest, of course, in you and your work. Um, And of course, I commissioned you to do a pigeon painting for Gretchen for Valentine's Day. So I kind of want to like get deep into how the creative process goes, because you mentioned that these animals are speaking to you. These pieces are speaking to you. How does that process work for you, though? Like, what is it that says, 
where does like the seed, how does it kind of come into your mind? Right. And when you start thinking of the background, when you start thinking of the piece, how does the image sort of evolve into going from that initial seed to being a completed painting? Well, good question, Rob. <laughs> Why, thank you, Actually, Mr. Laughlin. <laughs> Actually, it's, uh, it's, it's uh, yeah, I do let them come to me. And with the, and as Pigeon as, a, as an example, you know, first we talked about it and we talked about the size. We worked that out. I thought Pigeon was a great idea because it's, it's not on everybody's radar. And so, yeah, I would love to try that. It's not on um, everybody's radar, but it is on everybody's radar because they're everywhere. <laughs> well, that's what came, and here's the thing, too. That's interesting because while I'm doing it, that came to me, too. They are everywhere, and especially in cities. And while I'm doing it, I was thinking that this is a traveler, and it's the spirit of a traveler going through. And it's like, I don't want to say they're, this spirit could be looking over you, you know, while you're traveling, or it could infuse you with an idea of what to do while you're doing it. The background, of course, like I say, I all of these are based on the first one I did, which is the realistic background, maybe impressionistic more so, of the nature of where the animal is. And so the pigeon is in an urban area. You see a little bit of a building and a tree in the sky. And really, you don't need that much. It's, and especially, that was a four-by-four four inch. So uh, I couldn't do that much, but I could put, you know how much detail I put in the miniatures. And I do the little two-by-two two inch ones. And so I put all the detail into the four-by-four four with the pigeon coming through. And while I'm doing it, the story about it is coming to me. This is a traveler. For, for instance, the one before was I did a crow. And I had a pet crow when I was a kid. Had a lot of weird animals because we had dad was game work. And that was an observer. I could tell he was just a very ancient spirit that observed and would sometimes make a suggestion, but most of the time he just watched you and let you make up your own and see if you were going to heaven or folly. Does that make sense? Yeah. The crow turned out beautifully, too. And that's what's interesting, too, is like, you know, the the way that you perceive the different animals is different in each case. Like, so the pigeon is kind of like flying across, you know, and it, it very much captures how pigeons sort of are. They sort of flap well, around. Well, there's different, I'm sorry, but there's different colors involved in the animals. And that makes a difference, too. They can be reflecting from their environment something new or something ancient or a little bit of both combined because that's what people and animals are to me it comes back to spirit animals it comes back to the spirits of the thing but I'm just putting it in a natural environment it's sort of like if you saw Pikachu you know on that game that they were doing a couple of years ago where you had your phone out the only way you could see the animal was through your phone Right. Does that make the Pokemon still, still happening? Is it? I don't know. I'm not. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, could you imagine? That would be really cool, actually, if there was like 
uh, a game where you could spot the spirit animals in your phone. I, well, David, you got to get on that, buddy. Well, that later. But yeah. that is sort of the idea. It's sort of like, it's sort of translated into modern terms. It's what you would see if you could see the spirit of the animal instead of just the animal. And it sort of just shows up by itself. Nothing else has changed around it. We're not doing the whole surrealistic environment or anything like that. So I wanted it in its natural place, but they're beautiful nonetheless, wherever they are, if you can see them this way. Mm, that's really interesting. So what, what are you thinking now? Like, you've done 18 of these. You've been really delving deep into this. I know that you're excited about it. We talked the other day. and, and um, There's so many to do. Yeah, that's what I was going to... I was wondering, like, what do you see the path of this? Because, of course, there are, you know, there are spirits everywhere. Well, I mean... I'm going for sky, sea, and air. I mean, I mean sky, sea, and land. Uh, so it's everywhere. It's and the next one, um, oddly enough, they come to me whether I like it or not. Uh, the next one should be a squirrel. And I've already figured out that the squirrels. While I'm thinking about it, before I start painting, I think about it a lot and let it let my mind open and see what happens. And uh, which isn't that hard. <laughs> and um, and the next, the squirrel is like a shaman. Okay, he's sort of like because I've noticed while I'm walking the dog around downtown that if you go up to a squirrel and it just sort of sits there, if it's eating a nut or something, and then it'll wait, it'll it's sneaky, it'll wait for the dog to get near it, and then it will run away and it never gets caught. And it's sort of putting a little spell and having fun on the dogs and us. And I'm thinking they're little shamans. They also store nuts away. The old wizards used to store things away and make uh, concoctions later to help heal people for themselves. And uh, so that's how that's developing. That's the squirrel. Very cool, man. I love that. That's so fun. Like, that's so... That's. I think that's maybe maybe it's showing through in the works, and that's one of the reasons why I like them so much. Is that there? There's like um, there is magic to them. I mean, I know you're talking specifically about a shaman in this case, but they feel magical. I don't know. There's just a magic to them that is. They just... are magical. I'm telling you. I'm really. I go to start play, mixing a color, and it's like, why did I do that? And, oh well, let's try it. And turns out it works. And and then, like I said, different colors are infused in the pictures that reflect that character. Yeah. And it wouldn't work with another. Yes, so they're all individual. And the other good thing is, for me, perspective-wise, is that they're spirits. They're not gods. So I can do several... I've already done two possible. Because there were two different spirits. Mm. And I think that had a little to do with the person who was asking about them too but so I think about them as well Dave I want to ask you here because I mean you know there's there's one thing to look at them on Instagram but there's another thing to look at them in person I know that these things are selling like crazy but I know your your studio down at City Market by just I just know how to get there <laughs> what is your yeah. studio again what's your the address of your studio how do well, people studio find it? Studio 5 it's upstairs and it's with uh, we have a bunch of good artists up here uh, and across, we have two buildings, and the artists are upstairs. And I couldn't name them all, so sorry I don't, because I forget some of them. 
and it's sort of like the, one of the vanguard of Savannah. It's one of the first places a lot of the tourists come through. So unfortunately, I'm the, you know, I'm one of the people that represents Savannah. <laughs> David, are you going to be bringing <laughs> out your here. spirit animals to the Slam Arts Festival? Of course, I'm going. To, I should have prints by then. Oh, the Slam! Yeah, I just saw Charlie day before yesterday. That was another cool thing, and hopefully that will go on this year, unless of course there's little troubles, like we've been having all year with the pandemic and stuff. But the Slam's been a great event. That's like you want me to talk about Slam. Well, you can actually. Charlie's going to be on next week. He's my guest for next week, and we're going to. Um, oh well, yeah. by all means. Yeah, we're going to talk about it, and I think it's going to happen. I mean, it's an outdoor. This is one of those events you can do, you know, during the pandemic. So I think it's going to be great, and and I'm excited to hear that you're a part of it. I mean, there's a lot of artists that we've been able to interview on the radio show who are going to be a part of it this year. I'm going to. I know, like well, Stella Renee. I got to show up. So wait, so what, 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 what role did you play in Slam? How did that all kind of work out? Well, Charlie asked me to help him. It was his idea. And so we came up with, a, I did, you know, some of the little graphic advertising stuff. And we got the food trucks together, coerced a bunch of artists to participate the first time. And uh, pretty much just set the place up. Well, and the cool part is, and of course, he'll tell you about this next week, but what I think is the cool part is uh, that it was such a variety of artists here. And there were people who had never shown before, as well as very professional ones. The whole gamut, the whole you know spectrum was uh, represented, I think. And the next year, last year, was even better. And this year should be good, too. It should be uh, fantastic, as a matter of fact. I'm trying to get a gospel group to come out and start. Oh, playing. man. That would be amazing. So, and so for, for the uninitiated... Yeah, we really needed that last year, but I couldn't get it together in time. <laughs> uh, for the uninitiated, I'll just mention that Slam is the Savannah local artist market. That This is going to be the third time. The, the upcoming one is on Saturday, March 6th, and it starts at 10 a.m., and it's at the field that is adjacent to the Salvation, Salvation Army. Army at B Road and... Carrie? Washington? No, yeah. it's sort of Washington. Yeah, it's in that area. I mean, it, it, if you head there. over there at that time, you'll, you'll find it because it's it's so popular. I mean, <laughs> now, David, I know you had a, a special guest last year, which was the wind. Uh, are you going to not invite <laughs> the wind this year? It's not. A, fortunately, I'm not involved in that. Oh, okay. In, in this year, it's. <laughs> So it's not up to me. I, I'm just helping out a little bit. Once we got the thing going, as you know, I start. Uh, I'm known for getting things going, and then okay, you guys come on, bye. I'm going to do something else. <laughs> Did I mention David was one of the creators of Art on the Air? <laughs> exactly. So there you go. You can do this. You're uh, doing a great job. That's funny. All right. Well, look, we're going to wrap this up, David. Now I mentioned the ID of Dav on. Mm-hmm. on Instagram. Great follow. Not only just for the paintings that you've been doing, the spirit animal paintings, but I love your your walkabout photos. Oh, they're, my God. They're awesome. Well, that's the thing, too. I, I really, and photography has been really weird this last year. I've been getting more into it a couple of years with Instagram because just walking around here, it's so beautiful. And different times of the day, different spots, micro or macro. 
because, you know, when I used to do the publications down in the South, uh, I have the same idea now. I'm not going to be telling people this is what I had for lunch. Here's my lunch, or whatever it is. Might as well Thank show where, where I live and how beautiful it is. Yeah, and what? what I think is little special moments. So it's yeah. not just paintings. It's, you know, views. It's scenes. It's... It's an interesting view of Savannah as well. It's not just a, yeah, it's not a tourist guide. It's 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 capturing the beauty, but maybe not the beauty that anybody would just be obviously drawn to see. It's like little hidden spots, which I think is really, it's really nice. I love looking at that stuff. Well, when I walked the dog around, then she was very slow. So I was just like, oh, that's interesting. Oh. And then, you know, do that. As a matter of fact, I shouldn't mention i'm hoping to finish this book soon i have a book of black and white photos from doing that for years of the place about 180 pictures i took and i edited it down to about 80 of them and it's savannah loss mm. and i don't even have to write words for it it sort of explains itself these are very mysterious unique pictures of savannah in noir fashion and black and white. You're going to have to... pictures are good for photos. Some pictures are good for paintings, you know? Yeah, for sure. Well, when you have that out, you're going to have to come back on the radio show again and <laughs> we'll have to we'll have to talk about that That's then. That's the only reason I do these things, Rob, so that I can come on the radio. Oh, well. That's why I do it. I appreciate... I graciously appreciate your time today, David. <laughs> <laughs> All right, man. Well, look, we're going to go, but really appreciate... Again, it's... it's you said Gallery 5? Yes, sir. Gallery it's 5 upstairs. upstairs. We're sort of above Delbridge, sort of. Yeah, and you're right. There is a lot of... If that makes any sense. I don't want to mention artists down on that corridor either because I know I'll forget some, but there's a, it's a great spot. I mean, you know, you, I actually think City Market is absolutely thriving with good artists right now, so it's a good spot to go well, visit. Well, after the pandemic, they, you know, they uh, some people left, and so the, what, the places that were open, I think they're... I don't know what they're doing, but I think they're being kind of selective about who they're letting in now, because if not, they're doing a good job randomly, because we've got some really good people in there. Agreed. It doesn't feel so... I mean, I know it's the first thing that tourists will see, but it doesn't feel like tourist art to me. I mean, I feel like it feels... No, it's more... No, it's... it's, it's I think they took it a step or two further than that, so that's, I, that's why I really like it. Yeah. More Lisa Brian... For sure. <laughs> you mentioned two. Now we'll have to stop there. We, we won't go any further. <laughs> All right, David, thank you so much for coming on our Under the Air today. You, you're, you appear, oh, and then like a ghost, like a spirit animal, you disappear once again into the night. That is correct. <laughs> That's all the time we have for this week's episode of Art on the Air with your host, Rob Hessler. Listen every Wednesday for our live show, broadcasting from 3 to 4 p.m. Eastern Time on 107.5 FM, Savannah Soundings, and worldwide at WRUU.org. And you can catch past episodes on the WRUU station archives on our website, as well as on iTunes, Spotify, and Stitcher. We'll talk to you next week, where we'll have another batch of art on the air.